Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we explore various methods of recovery, giving you our thoughts and bringing the latest scientific data as well. This week we talk all things kinesiology and its magic tape. Before you listen to this, if you've got the opportunity, head over to our YouTube. I'll link it down in the show notes if you're not already subscribed and watch the beginning of that video. That will give you a lot of context to the chaos unfolding at the start of this episode. Spoiler alert, it's just Tom being Tom. So in regards to the uh, topic of magic tape, there's loads of data on this. Over 1,100 studies to be exact, but the question is, is it good or is it bad? And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's up? Andy does not look like he's in the... Andy's busy <laughs> what are you re- doing? Andy's busy reading the show notes, literally as we've just started the podcast. No, something's up with my camera. It's fucking doing my in. Look, can you see me all right? You've got like an angelic glow. You I have, have a, I know you, that. You are glowing. Apart from that, I, yeah. think, I think basically I've dropped my fucking camera and my this is about to cream in. Uh, Andy, for our um, for our video watchers, uh, do you want to just give us a quick spin, mate? Show us, show us you never tire. Show, go on. So only select people in the country did this. So fuck your clubhouse to chat, okay? If you didn't, you don't have one of these t-shirts because you're not a fucking hero. Go on. Wow, Southampton Ooh. Sport Run. What was that? Twenty twenty. And how? Go down a bit. Dip down Squat a bit, down Andy. Down bit. I'm going to get you my chocolate. Oh, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked up to go get chocolate. <laughs> Mid podcast, he just but, fucked off. He's gone. Is he, he actually has just fucked off. He has got. I can hear him rattling. Hang on, I can. Let's guess what he's getting. Chocolate digestives, chocolate hopnobs, bourbons. But that don't sound. That don't sound like bourbons. Nah, but he loves them. He's always smashing them. That sounds like a rustly. That sounds like a chocolate hobnob for sure. Do you reckon? I can. I can't believe I, he's actually just done this. Nah, no, a big bagger sweets. Oh, so. I guess can't believe gonna, you just did that. Huh? I guessed it was going to be chocolate hobnobs, and Bill thought it was going to be uh, bourbons. No, nah, I, know, got, I got a whole grasp of sweets there. Is that strawberry laces? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now we're talking. i tell you what, strawberry laces, could you align that if you was like trying to recover from an injury? Could you like line it up along your... Why not? Fascia? People put other shit on them. But you know what they are, though, Tom? They're very, they're very colourful. He's got a very colourful assortment of sweets there. Do you they know what else is colourful? Kinesio tape. Ooh, it's also very oh, colourful. It is very colourful. Oh, here we go. Which is today's podcast. So today we're talking about uh, kinesiology and more specifically kinesio tape. Well, I, do you know what? I've, I've, I've not used kinesio tape in a long time. I have actually used it in the past yeah, when yeah. I was a normie, but I have um, moved on to bigger things since then. I've, I've gone beyond kinesio tape. I've actually found that brown parcel tape is a lot superior. More, more. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is that? Can I ain't thought it's food. My headphone's going to fit in. Oh, shit. <laughs> right, hang on. You can't hear us then. <laughs> hang on, one sec. <laughs> I made little ear holes, but these are like the, the loop over running headphones. I've got What's like, the one excessive like shape object at the top? <laughs> oh, my antenna's just fucking... Hitting my you desk. can tell he doesn't go to work, can't you? Right, and on that. Yeah, that must take ages to build that. <laughs> I know. There we go. 
Yeah, I've actually had a bit of a falling out of my missus over this. She says I've got to stop wasting <laughs> utilities for props. <laughs> <laughs> I know what How I'm going to do. How much use about that? Not a lot. <laughs> Are you feeling recovered, Tom? Do you feel... <laughs> I, I feel like something's happening. <laughs> I just don't know what. You know what you look like? You look like a two-bob Teletubby. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I do a bit, didn't I? Off you of you look London like a gay gladiator. <laughs> what you want to sit on my head yeah. <laughs> well, that's a long antenna there must be a lot of tape holding that up mm. yeah it's a fair bit I mean it's got a fair bit of wiggle to it it's got a bit of a wobble yeah we'll get but Joe what um, he's got a sausage in there hasn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah Savaloy's in there yeah <laughs> Love, the last one snapped so I had to I had to fix it I had to put it back together with some tape which is what the whole point of kinesio tape is supposed to be yeah. it's supposed yeah. to fix you Carry on, lads. I think we'll start with um, what we normally do. We'll go through some Instagram Instagram gossip because we do like to throw a few polls up uh, for our followers to see what they think. And so this week I asked, have you ever used Kinesio tape? 39% said yes, 61% said no. And then I said, do you think Kinesio tape is beneficial for exercise recovery? 44% said yes, 56% said no, which is quite interesting. Uh, and a, a little bit of feedback I got was... It's interesting. So I'm put, I used it on my calves prior, prior to playing a rugby match when they were sore. If I had a twinge, I thought it worked well, to be fair. Hmm. That's mm. interesting. Someone said they had a physio use it on them. Oh, so they've gone to see a physio. and they've actually definitely army. And <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, and then someone's put, for my thumbs. And they're obviously taking the piss about hook grip, you know, and CrossFit when you put the tape mm. around, or Olympic lifting, you put tape around your thumbs. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's the only uh, response I got. But once again... Less people have used it, but more of them said that they think it would be beneficial without even using it. So once again, you've got that, they've got that perception of looking at it as something that's beneficial. Did you guys get any feedback? Andy? Well, Andy just puts memes up all day. I just put memes yeah. up all day. <laughs> you need to follow Andy, guys. If you're listening, you're not following Andy, get on there, because all he does <laughs> is put memes up all and, day. Uh, literally, actually meme saying beam. that, I got quite a lot of feedback today of laughter, so I feel like I've done my job, you know? You've done your job. Bringing laughter to the world. I am. I've I'm healing in my way. To an animal meme as well, Andy. Yeah. There's always I feel like a I do a better a job than than that tape. I mean, I feel I'm holding it together quite well, to be honest with you. It's doing its job so far. Um, it's a bit of lean to the back, but it's doing okay. Uh, so, how long did that actually take you to make? Uh, too long, if I'm being honest with you. But hopefully, <laughs> it's going to be. Worth he spent all fucking day, hasn't he? Staying it in such a, a rigid he's done, he's... face with that on his head. <laughs> the thing is, like, when, <laughs> whenever the, the 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 idea of oh, how did it take you to make that comes up, it just reminds me of uh, my missus getting really angry at me for wasting the material. Yeah. Um. It, admittedly, my behaviour pre podcast is becoming a problem, and I don't know how long she's going to cope with my shit <laughs> because I am wasting a lot of household materials. And also, there's a possibility she might be married, uh, sorry, she might be worried about my mental uh, health. I think you're fine, mate. Why would, why would you think that, Tom? There's no reason to think that I don't at know, all, mate. You're I mean, normal I'm to me. relatively a normal bloke. There's no reason to be worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope people are watching this on YouTube. We need to get, everyone needs to go over there and I really hope so, it's a really hard this, thing to describe, isn't it? Because you can't be missing this. This is, this is carnage. It's I mean, like one, you've got a plunger taped to your head. I mean, one thing I am disappointed in is I did make holes for the ears for the headphones to go in, but then I didn't realise that they're over the yeah over the ear headphones. So now, like, I've just I've just got my earlobes hanging out. 
ridiculous. Waste my fucking time. Joe, I am overheating in this, so I am going to cut this short. Right. Welcome back. Well Tom. worth it, though. Welcome back. So, serious told back now. I feel like we can actually enter the podcast now, finally. So, kinesiology. I think I'll start. I'll, give you, I'll quickly give you a quick little uh, a definition. I think this is probably off Wikipedia or science, so it could be wrong. Who knows? So, kinesiology is the scientific study of human or non-human body movement. Kinesiology addresses physiological, biomechanical, and psychological dynamic principles and mechanisms of movement. It is a holistic therapy. That's always a good sign, isn't it? Holistic. Mm. Yeah, when the word holistic comes, you've got to take that with a pinch of salt. The, the next thing I'm going to mention, though, is something that's quite important because although it's got the same name in it, it's not the same at all. So we've got something called applied kinesiology. Now, applied kinesiology, this is like proper mad pseudoscience shit. This has nothing to do with... I mean, even though that kinesiology is holistic therapy... This is like, this next one is mad, mad shit. I mean, this is this is next level. So um, start off with applied kinesiology. Let's have a little game. Who do we think invented it? Was it a kinesiologist? Was it a kinesiologist? No. Yeah. Think back a few, think a few, think back a few episodes, guys. Joe Steedman. Joel Steedman. That's a good guess, Andy. I'll give you that. That's a good guess, Joel Steedman. Dean Hammond. Dean, <laughs> I hope he's listening. Oh, wow. <laughs> <He's fuming. laughs> I think you're going to need to put your helmet back on. <laughs> he's on a couple of episodes. Right, guys. Is he going to do a cracking back? fucking chiropractor. Oh, oh there we go. Right, so shock. You can imagine my shock when I read this. So it's actually a guy called George Goodhart in the 60s, and he was a chiropractor. So it's quite interesting. So basically what the premise of this is then um, is the classic method of this applied kinesiology testing is... You test the strength by pushing down on like a patient's arm. So you imagine you get their arm out, you'll put, I don't know, you'll touch something on their body somewhere, you'll push their arm, and depending on how much their arm moves is how weak that part of the body is they're testing. So as you can imagine, that just sounds fucking stupid anyway. Um, I mean, there's absolutely no way that that could be reliable. That's basically the science equivalent of a Ouija board. I mean, um, Because what? they're literally pushing your arm to however hard they want to push it, aren't they? I mean, what if you've got some little frail, frail old lady and then you've got some like, you know, chiropractor or let's say kinesiologist who's built like a brick shit house and he's pushing her arm away? Um, I, f- I think it's a bit uh, flawed, Bill. Oh, did you think? Fucking hell. I mean, have you heard of the version of it where it's called nutrition testing? What? Fantastic. Right. Brace yourselves here, boys. So basically, this did, I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward to the bit that was quite funny in this video I watched. So this woman, I kid you not, she was trying to work out what like foods or what nutrition would best um, heal this person. So at one point, I, I kid you not, she pulls out a banana. She puts it on his stomach. I like stomach, where this is going. I really like where this is and going. She, she, his, his arm's up in the air like this, so up in the air in a vertical position. And she puts a banana on his stomach. She pushes his arm. It barely moves and she goes, oh, you don't need a banana. And I was like, uh, how the fuck? <laughs> how does that make any... And then she put something else on his body, like a little vial of, I don't know, it's a vial of some sort of fucking su- supplement. She pushed his arm again. This time, oh, his arm's gone fucking full 90. And she's like, oh, <laughs> a bit of weakness there. You need a bit... It's like, how, it just made... It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? I feel like that was done in America. That had to be an American thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
And the fact he was a chiropractor again just doesn't surprise me. I mean, what they're, they're fucking, they, they just have no limits, do they? I tell you what, though, that's a good thing to do with the kids. Like, nope, we don't need chocolate. Look, your hand's going back. Wadoosh. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> and the thing is, if we, I know we like to be sort of um, evidence-based in this podcast, but there's not actually much um, science in this. And probably the reason for that is, is because it's so fucking laughable that if you look at, I mean, yeah. Look, if we are an evidence-based now, podcast. <laughs> Carry on. But it's such a it's such a stupid idea that what's the point of wasting resources on doing studies and something that's so stupid? There are a few though, so I'll quickly read a conclusion of one of them. Uh, this was a double-blind, randomised study, and this one concluded that the research published by the applied kinesiology, uh, kinesiology field itself is not to be relied upon, and in the experimental studies that do not meet the accepted standards of science, applied kinesiology has not demonstrated that it is useful or a reliable diagnostic tool upon which health decisions can be made. Because basically... The people who started off this applied kinesiology, they had their own science, their own studies to back it up. Uh, and they've looked at these and they're all shit, which is no surprise. Quickly got something else here, which I didn't even realise I had, was this is more to the nutrition stuff. So this paper, they they basically got um, four health kinesiology examiners tested uh, a bunch of patients in random order. So they used two bottles. They used a... Uh, Verum and then 10 placebo bottles. All examiners used the anterior deltoid as an indicator muscle. So they, it was the arm with the, obviously the pushing on the arm thing. That was how they did the indication to see if there was anything wrong with them. Um, patients and examiners were completely blinded and they concluded that the use of applied kinesiology was no more useful than random guessing. So they obviously had the two different bottles. They used them. Obviously, 10 were placebo, 10 were actually something. Um, and that, yeah, it was basically the equivalent of guessing, which is, doesn't make it makes sense because by pushing on someone's arm, what what's that, what's that doing? Because the, the vast amounts of factors that go into that, I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy. I mean, what if you had like the fucking, you're trying to push against the arm of the, I don't know, the world's uh, arm wrestling champion. You know, and he doesn't want to move his arm. He doesn't want to move his arm. And people are susceptible. A lot of these kind of assessments, etc., it's all very stage showy. You know, people are influenced by what they what they expect that they want to hear from you. So what I mean by that is if some if someone said to me, Look, I'm going to push your arm and depending on whether it goes backwards or stays still will give me an indication. Sometimes you could be influenced by that. Sometimes you might weaken your arm a little bit because you're expecting that's what you want that assessor to yeah. get from you. You yeah. want to be, you kind of want to be injured so they'll fix you more. Yeah. And you yeah, don't, you don't want to You want to assist them. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, do you feel that? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really painful. And it's like, yeah. no, you're not. Just Stop do something to vagina. Yeah. I feel like this is a really an issue. I know a lot of our listeners are probably listening. I don't think they would have fallen for this. I don't think this is something that's going to concern them. And I don't think many of them would have, ever thought this is a good idea but something that a lot of them will think is quite good is kinesio tape so if we come on to kinesio tape now it is so the guy invented this we're going to go again who do we think invented kinesio tape as well as applied so bear in mind how stupid no, applied kinesiology is it's fucking now joel again <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note fucking chiropractors again so not only did they invent the banana test they've also invented the actual kinesio tape now obviously kinesio tape is a bit more widely used it's a bit more widely accepted as a means of recovery obviously we're going to get into what we think but you do see it around um but once again it's been invented by chiropractors which makes you think do chiropractors have like a monopoly on 
like mad fucking alternatives medicine or what I don't <laughs> fuck it oh god oh, first of all let's just say the traditional based chiropractic oh traditional yeah, yeah. Not, I don't want to offend our friends not Michael not Michael not Mickey Ray <laughs> but I mean um, I think uh, should we quickly explain like what kinesio tape kind of is just in case yeah, someone knows what it is. But basically, it's like a fabric tape. It usually comes in different colours for whatever reason. Uh, so you get like medium, spicy, lemon and herb. Um, and they're quite stretchy. They're stretchy. So what that means is you'll you'll put the tape on. It's basically like tape, but it's like a fabric. You put it on and it, it's almost like contractile, isn't it? Like it, it pulls... It pulls yeah, on the, yeah. the skin because it's meant to be worn while you're doing activity, isn't it? It's not. It's not like a compression garment you wear afterwards. I mean, you can, but most people tend to wear it when they want to do activity, but they're not 100. percent It's to try and give them that extra bit of an edge to keep going. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think it's more. I think when, I think people have like are on the verge of either an injury or a niggle, and they just need to be sort of held together yeah, a little to keep bit going. yeah they need, they need to keep going I mean most people I spoke to said they needed it for actually I've got one hold on I've got another bombshell so this guy I've completely forgot to read this guy so one guy sent me quite a lot of, a lot of in-depth stuff so I think he still thinks it works quite well so it'd be quite interesting to this guy's a runner and he said as you just said Andy it's taken the edge off injuries when I've been daft and ran through them I wouldn't recommend it though if you're injured then you should just rest up which is good advice um and he said, it's just like painting over a mouldy wall. It doesn't solve your problem, but it will hide it for a bit. So as you just said, Andy, it's probably sitting there to hold you together, maybe, yeah. when you're at the end, like towards and the end of being injured. It's another thing that's come from like the cupping in, in, uh, era, isn't it? Like yeah, you, yeah. You, you're watching the Diamond series of the Athletics, and next thing you know, there's fucking pink, blue, red, green, orange everywhere. And you're thinking, what the fuck is going on here? And then you've got some sort of uh, javelin thrower that's got one arm absolutely peppered which in hindsight you think actually if it is just if he's put so much on him it's more like an elastic band really so it's an assist not really uh, holding him together so he's cheating Cap if you see any of them he's fucking cheating um, but it's become and especially in CrossFit they love it don't they absolutely it's, it's just like they're fucking red and green sneakers they're fucking blue and fluorescent sexy long socks it's all sexy stuff in it and it's just so you made some good points there Andy from what I listened there so you said about how it was the same sort of time as cupping. So this this sort of stuff started in like the seventies. However, when you actually look into it, it didn't become really mainstream until about twenty twelve in the the Olympics. Yeah, like yeah, so when the, Olympics. the London Olympics, they all started kicking wearing it, and then it became a big thing. So the question televised. is, is it, it is it marketing over medicine? Because if this was such an amazing tool back in the seventies through why, to twenty twelve, yeah. why did we not hear about it? Yeah, why was yeah. it not more mainstream? All of a sudden, all the Olympians and their dogs are wearing kinesio tape on the the biggest stage of them all, and now it's a popular thing. And then since then, obviously, we've seen more and more athletes wearing it. Obviously, CrossFit is probably just wear it because of the color coordination. It's got yeah. to match the nanos, yeah, uh, match the headband, you know. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what I don't, what I don't like is the fact that. Like I understand, I get it. If top level athletes. Like I get it, I hundred percent. I would if if I was in that in that position where I need something to hold that shoulder in for one more race before my off season. This is the big one. This is my gold. This is my silver. This is my bronze. Yeah, I could understand doing absolutely any and everything to to get past that race, you know. But us fucking super noobs, 
we look at that and think, all right, that's the way forward. When my fucking lower back is blown, and instead of taking a couple of days rest, I'm just going to put fucking... Tape myself up. Ta- yeah. I'm just going to tape it all the way around my spine until I can't move, and that's good, and then I'm going to start clean and jerking, is is not the right message to be portraying to the oh, boys. Hold on, the hold on two seconds, lads. Let me just... Uh... Who the fuck is that? Okay, that's, that's Bill dodging that bullet. I fucking... I tell you what, mate. The rudeness. I know he's the the host of the podcast, but the abruptness of that young man, the arrogance of Bill right now. If you're not listening to this, if he edits this bit, I'll be well pissed. Bill has just decided to mug us all off. I can actually hear the other side of the phone. <laughs> Even my arsehole's going listening to that. Andy, you were saying about how, obviously, us lot look at it like, the normies of the world, not the athletes, and we think, oh, okay, this could help. But if you actually read what they actually say about it, it actually sounds quite impressive. So this is a, this is a quote from the trademarked version of the Kinesio tape because the Kinesio tape is actually a trademark. So there's actually a company which you can't call it Kinesio tape unless you're like this company. It has to be called something else like oh. recovery tape or rock tape, for example. Yeah. So yeah. they basically... They put out the kinesio taping method. It's a therapeutic taping technique which alleviates pain and facilitates lymphatic drainage by microscopically lifting the skin. This lifting affects the convolutions in the skin, increasing interstitial space and allowing for decreased inflammation in affected areas. Based upon research and years of clinical use, the kinesio tape method specifically applies kinesio tape based on evaluation and assessment to dictate a specific application. That just sounds fucking mental, doesn't it? Absolute bullshit. The lymph- they just put a load of buzzwords and they the lymph- put a load of random. <laughs> the lymphatic Fascia. draining fin just is shout out there. Blood Fascia, flow. Uh, trigger point. Trigger, trigger point, point. Blood flow. Is that- trigger, trigger flowing. It's not, get, even, it's not even fucking blood flow, though, is it? It's just... Lymphal- <laughs> oh, that's a real thing. And I, do you know what? <laughs> I tell you what, my mind was blown way back when I did my level two and I found that phalanges were your fingers and toes. My mind was actually fucking blown. Phalanges are real boy, people. Do you know where vanilla comes from? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. go on, Andy. No, you need to... You need to research that bad boy. Vanilla extract. Can, is it something I can buy... From a <laughs> you shop, cannot. or do I have to go to a basement? Or <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> can I milk it from a source? <laughs> yes, you can milk it. Don't think you can get one though. <laughs> uh, where is vanilla extract come from? How have we got to solve topic so quickly? <laughs> that just sort of came out of nowhere. This is part of the process, Bill. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus Christ! And uh, I'll let the audience do their own research because that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you found and let us know um, how thankful you are for opening for us opening this doorway for you. But yeah, <laughs> getting, getting back to what you were saying before, like the whole like lymphatic drainage thing is such a chiropractor thing to say. Yeah. Just want to yeah, throw cool. that out yeah. there. It's, it, that, that paragraph was so full of buzzword. I mean, I was struggling to read some of the words. I was like, who the fuck has put that together? Because the problem is they're trying to blind you with... Smart language and science, even though the sciences we're going to come into, but they're trying to blind you of all this mumbo jumbo. So you just think, okay, and do you know why? Because if you look online, you can get a roll of it for about a tenner. Yeah. It's not a lot to take a plunge on. You'll be like, oh, okay, I'll take a plunge, 10 quid, that'd be fine. But if you imagine, if you imagine someone's fucking snapping you up, click, 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 clack. Okay, do you know what we're going to do to hold you even more? So even uh, more of a buy in, I've got this stuff. <laughs> what the fuck is that? taping you together. <clears throat> this stuff. It's going to hold Keep you in you position until you next come see me. 
Yeah, and yeah. that is just that is just oh my god. I feel pulling, my skin's moving. This is crazy. Three days, so many I can wash and it will stay on. This thing's amazing. Yeah, look at you. Look how your body's changed. People don't know their bodies. I don't know what's going on back there. I don't have a fucking clue what's going on back there. Do you know what I mean? You could, there could be a party going back here. I ain't got a fucking clue. Yeah. So what yeah. you just said about the pulling, that's an important thing that we should remember for the near future of this podcast because I want to come back to that much later on when we talk about well, it's going to come down to the placebo effect, isn't it, at the end of the day? Oh, Spoiler alert. Know it. Um, but yeah, let's just remember that key term, pulling there. But yeah, I mean, um, you've gone from a spatula to a ladle. You've got like a whole yeah. armoury of uh, yeah, it's stuff. because my wife has started to put stuff up. You know, we, we, we've, we've, we've gone through this... Um, Period of not putting anything in the house. I'm not going to make that joke, Phil. Yeah, no. Carry on. Carry on. What joke? No, carry on. We what are joke? not being cancelled this early on. <laughs> carry on. No, you've lost me. Go on. No. Right, we're not saying anything to we, find we're out. We're going to have to... Right, I'll, right, I'll, I'll let this got out. Safe, I'll then edit it out. I did. I didn't even notice. Edit that out. Edit that out. That's being edited. That's being edited. Very much. But um, yeah, I have actually used. um, As I mentioned, I have used rock tape in the past. um, Sorry, Tom. Did you you apply it yourself? I did apply it myself. Yeah. Did you take the course, mate? Because you, you apparently have to take a course to <laughs> I, apply I, the kinesio tape. I went onto Google and I typed in how to put on rock tape on my ankle. <laughs> and I literally just copied. Uh, I made sure to use two different colours exactly like it was on the image, though. Ooh, I think that's an important part that's, that's 20 quid. Oof. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, I, I reckon that's the- why they use the different colours, you know. That must be in it, because there's no need to use the different... All the colours are the same, but I think the more colours... The more rolls you buy, as Andy just said, if you want a different colour, you've got to buy a different roll. Because if you want to look like a rainbow, you've got to buy, you've got to buy all the colours. You can't just buy one. Um, what happened was, was I injured my foot running and I had like a little ankle sprain. And I thought, oh, well, doesn't the tape kind of act as like a ligament? Does it give me more support? And that's what I basically did. I just taped up my ankle exactly how I saw it on Google. At the time, um, I might have thought that something was happening to be beneficial. I might have thought that there was some kind of like stability but now I think about it there was really no difference but it was really fucking annoying because I have got heavy legs and I had to keep on shaving my legs to reapply the tape but oh, even then when I sweated when I sweated the tape was just dangling off and, and, and going all clumpy in my sock it was just it was just horrendous yeah so I have used it um, weren't impressed with my personal experience at the time and now I know more. You no, know why, Tom? Yeah, because you didn't take the fucking course, mate. If you go online, fifteen quid, you'll become you'll be found up on the Cadizio tape. Fifteen quid, mate. But you know what the issue with this this course is. And I used the wrong colour tape, the, probably. I was looking at the different all the stuff they teach on this course, and one of the things they mentioned was muscle testing. And now, if you actually look what muscle testing is in regards to kinesiology, it is applied kinesiology. That thing with the arm thing I was telling you about, that is muscle testing. So they've actually when you do a kinesio tape course online, these cheap ones, they include that. So that just shows you that the whole thing's a fucking sham anyway. I'm going to do it and then start charging people to taping them up. Honest to God, joke, you know what? It? I mean, 15 wow. quid and then you can the do it. The amount what? of um, PTs I've seen that have it listed as a qualification on their credentials. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm rock tape qualified. It's just ridiculous. Well done. You can put a plaster on. Good for you. Yeah. But you know, like what you just said about the whole muscle thing. So 
early on you listed off loads of uh, supposed claims for... I'm just going to call it rock tape because I hate saying Kinesio. I can't properly pronounce it. So I'm just going to call it rock tape from now on. I'll probably get sued by rock tape, but you know. Just call it magic tape. Let's call it magic tape. Sticky tape. Magic tape. tape. Right. I like the fact you said the word sued there, Tom. We'll come on to that later. Uh, Oh, fucking hell. Am I getting sued? Again, I've already been fucking threatened by someone, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call it out. That fucking douchebag lives in Australia at the moment, yeah? Yeah, what a cock. You know, a third time's a charm for getting sued. But yeah, like, uh, what the fuck was I going on about? That's it, the muscle. So one of the claims is that it's supposed to help keep your muscle stable. But the thing is, the tape has been applied to the skin, and muscle, skin isn't actually properly attached to muscle, it's frictionless. Do you know what I mean? So if you was to apply this, the tape to your skin, it's doing nothing to the muscle underneath because it's it's frictionless. Do you know what I mean? Your 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 skin glides over your muscle. You can do it with your bicep now. Well, you they're could... trying to say that it's lifting the skin to give your muscles more room and stuff, but it's, that's obviously bollocks. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen fucking... any convincing evidence for that. It's uh, yeah, That's another claim for promoting blood flow. It needs to come this way to lift off your muscle. You're pulling it. You're not actually yeah. lifting it off. You're just pulling it in the direction. it's frictionless, isn't it? That is stupid. So you mentioned some of the, the science stuff there. So the, the data has actually been rising quite a lot rapidly. And if you actually go on PubMed now, for example, there is a whopping over 1,100 studies on kinesio tape. Now, not all of these are worth mentioning because there's a lot of them that are fucking really, really, really bad. Um, so we've done our best to avoid those. But we do have some pretty big papers here. So I'm going I'm to go through some because they're fucking massive. So we've got some pretty big papers that show perhaps a minor benefit for injured athletes, but I'll come into that. So I'm looking at four papers here. I've got a, a meta-analysis. I've got two systematic reviews with meta-analysis and I've got just a systematic review. And while there's an indication of some sort of benefit, as there probably will be because we've come down to things like placebo, um, a lot of it's not conclusive um, and a lot of them are saying that we need more research and that a lot of it is perceived benefit, which is another way of saying placebo. Um, a lot of them are perceiving a because be- obviously you're putting someone on them, they're gonna they're gonna perceive a benefit. So yeah. one of them actually stated kinesio taping is superior to minimal intervention for pain relief. Well, of course it is because if you're doing minimal intervention, kinesio tape is going to be more than just a minimal intervention. Um, it's going to be doing something a little bit more. So that's perhaps why it's better for pain relief. Placebo, um, probably placebo. But they do go on to say further to that existing evidence does not establish the superiority of kinesio taping to other treatment approaches to reduce pain and disability for individuals with chronic musculoskeletal pain. So, the ones that I was looking at, they all sort of just at the end of it, they went ah, sort of thing. Just <laughs> conclusion, like, but yeah. <laughs> But there was like they were talking well, about they like point acute sufficient evidence, don't they? Yeah, they were they were all saying it like not enough. There's there's not enough research out there. There's not enough been done. But they were talking and saying that. Well, there is there is enough research. It's not enough good. I mean, there's eleven hundred studies. <laughs> there's eleven hundred studies, but the problem is they're all shit. There's not enough. Yeah, good well, this is it. There's enough studies, but like only something like the one I read was like four fit the criteria that they're asking for. Or something <laughs> like that. It was yeah. like, oh. But it was it was just not. It wasn't bad because they were saying like all about the the patient. If if the patient feels it, then is it not doing what it's meant to? Like we uh, back away from scientifically. If you put something on someone and they walk away going, "I feel better," is is See that not is is that not? Yeah, we know it's a placebo. We know it's that. We all we all understand that. But but for someone that doesn't, you've gone in. My shoulder aches. 
Someone's pulled it back and down. This is how it's meant to be. It's going to feel awkward, but it feels... Does it feel painful? No, it doesn't. It feels weird because the tape's on there. Okay, cool. But you've walked away. You're getting a couple days of non-achiness, non-painfulness. Yeah, the problem is, Andy, they're not addressing the actual issue, though, are they? No, of course they're they're not. I'm not saying anything like that, but what I'm saying is it's an acute benefit for a short period of time. Yes, it's absolutely wrong, and they should be shot, and no one should have it as a qualification, ever. Like... As, a, as I've been to the physio uh, a vast majority of my army career, I've only ever had one that was sort of stumped and he was like, let's do it and just started taking me on. Because I'd never had it done before, I felt I was the coolest person in the gym because I had fucking blue and orange and yellow green fucking halfway up my shins. I was like, I'm so cool. After about 20 minutes of working out, I was like, this stuff's coming off my legs. <coughs> yeah, the sweat. Yeah. So, so would, the question, would the question be, is it... Even if we kind of know it's placebo, is it ethical still? If someone perceives a benefit, no. is it I'd ethical? I'd say no. Even no, though it's cheap. You, I know it's not you're, expensive, but it's you're, fucking, you're not up. helping. You're not, yeah, you're covering up an injury and you're, you're pretending to that you're helping them. You know, you're telling you're doing them, exactly you what doing we this. talk about never doing, really, yeah. isn't it? Not we, we say address the problem, go to get find the root uh, the root cause yeah. of it, attack that, and then move forward. This is sort of saying, we'll just sweep it under the carpet. Just a couple more weeks. And we know, and we know, with pain, pain is very, pain is very easily um, perceived. So a lot, especially with this tape, a lot of the stuff on pain is going to show a perceived benefit because you just said, Andy, it's going to have that acute response where someone's doing something to you. You can have a, prof- a prof- if, you, if you've got a sore knee and a professional, like a, let's say a, a professional physio goes, here you go, mate, this should help with the pain. He slaps some tape around your knee. You'll be like, okay, cool. Nine times out of ten, you'll probably be like, okay, sweet, I, I feel pretty good. The problem is they've not fixed your knee. All they've done is psychologically tricked you into thinking they've done fixed your knee. Yeah. And then a few days later, you're back to square one and then you're in a vicious cycle, blah, 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 blah. And it's just fucking, it's not right in my opinion. That's no, why I'm convinced. we should all do I'm growth convinced. hormones. <laughs> Excuse me? There's our, there's our fourth legal battle in the podcast. <laughs> there you go. I, I haven't seen any unhappy customers from growth hormones. Listen, forget growth hormone, inject vanilla. Oh, now we're Ooh. talking. I wonder if anyone's actually looked up vanilla. They paused it, looked it up, and then they, now they've listened to this bit. They're like, oh, I know what it is now. That's, yeah. a- <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Fuck's sake. Um, uh, so the next thing we'll look at is um, sports performance because a lot of people are looking at Olympians. They obviously do it for sports performance. So we'll start off with a quick paper just to give you a bit of context. So there's a systematic review from 2018 to fairly recent. 15 studies met the inclusion criteria. Um, so not too many. Their conclusion was there is a lack of compelling evidence to support the use of kinesio tape to enhance the sports performance abilities based on this review. Um, so in regards to this, what helps people who are sick or broke is definitely not necessarily effective for fit, healthy people. So when you're seeing a bit of evidence for people who are injured, just because it's helping them doesn't mean it's going to help people like these Olympians. You know, the ones who want that little bit of extra edge or they think it might help them out a little bit. That's that's basically what that, that quote means, is just because it'll work for them doesn't mean it's going to work for, for someone who's there. Uh, there's also another pretty good paper looking at the effect of kinesio tape on muscular endurance um, ratio, blood flow, circumference, and the volume of the gastrocnemius muscles, so that's your calf. Um, so they basically took 61 healthy, active participants. The conclusion was we found kinesio taping does not enhance anaerobic muscle function measured by endurance ratio. The kinesio tape also did not affect circulation or volume of the gastrocnemius muscle in a healthy population. So once again, it goes back to that statement of just because it does something for someone who's a bit sick and injured, 
these people have got nothing wrong with them, so they're not they're not buying into this. They're they're, they're not thinking okay. They they they're not they're not wanting it to work. Because if you're in pain, you want something to help, don't you? Because you're in any when you're when you're in pain, you need something to help because pain's not nice. But when you're just trying to perform better, you're not going to die if you don't perform a little bit better. So that buying's taken away. So I feel like that's unless you're performing for the Chinese government, in which case if you don't perform well. You will die. You are going to a camp somewhere. Do we, have, do we ever hear anything from a camp? Or you're going What's behind the uh, old Mao? Yeah, did you get did you get your Alexa to work in the end? Mate, I had a Chinese with him the other night. <laughs> what Mao? Or... <laughs> you can't keep that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So how do you think we're going to cut this I'm podcast? Trying to get us cancelled. I'm looking to go on holiday. I'm trying to get us cancelled on purpose. <laughs> nah, you look at you look at the you look at it, and and we all we all do it because we look we look to the celebrities, we look to the athletes that we we follow and stuff like that. And again, it comes back to these guys are looking for like 0.0.0.0.1% improvement, you know? These guys have got their nutrition down. They've got their sleep down. They've got every other gadget that they're trying. They're ice bathing. They're, like, I don't know, what's them jacuzzis that people have in the houses? They're sort of water baths or whatever. They're all oh, yeah. on the CPD oils and everything else. These guys are just looking for something. They're like, do you know what? I feel a niggle. And and whether it's whether it is working or if it isn't working, psychologically they need something that takes them off something that do you know what I mean? Like, oh my back's twinged in the last workout or 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 that last throw I did, something felt weird. These these fucking so called fucking doctors that apply this are like, I've got something that'll help you. Whether it works or not, psychologically, they're probably telling them, like, yeah, it's fucking you're good to go and it's like, okay, back in, do you know? Andy, but, do you do you not think they these athletes have a responsibility though? Because they know that people are looking at them nah, for the next best thing. Not the athletes. And they're no. doing all this mad no. shit. Yeah, but especially when they're making monetary gain from it. I mean, you mentioned some products there like CBD oil. A lot of them will be pushing this stuff with discount codes and that. And do you not think that's a bit dodgy? Because they obviously they're just looking yeah, at money they're signs. Pushing they're it, not... but I like I don't see many. They know people people the, buy stuff. The, 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 the tape and that. But I'm talking you you're talking like let's let's step away from CrossFit because these guys need to make a living. When you talk about like general athletics, these guys are getting paid by whoever to do athletics for whatever. And yes, they're not in it to make fucking boatloads of money. They're genuinely there to like do the sport they love. So you might get a hurdler that has it on the inside of her knees or whatever, or or you might get a long jumper that has it down the back. I don't know wherever they have it. I. I generally don't think they're doing it for like one, a statement like CrossFit would do it, two, to gain any money or any sort of afterwards. I'm genuinely thinking these guys have spent four years building up to one event because we all know that the Olympics is the longest periodized program that you could ever have. These guys are doing a four-year cycle. When they get to them Olympics, they are they are going to do anything and everything. So if they need to be held together by tape... Yeah, I agree. I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, psychologically for them, that might give them that little edge to be confident going into it, especially if they've got a niggle. They might need something to pretend to them that it's going to help. I did read a really, really good quote that I like, and it's by Stephen Novella, and he wrote this on a website called Science Based Medicine, and it was an article about, well, stuff like this, taping, cupping, etc. And he said, The world of sports competition is rife with pseudoscience, false claims, dubious products, superstitions and magical charms. 
So this is the thing is like kind of as like uh, Andy was saying, like, you know, we look to these celebrities, which, you know, includes athletes on TV and we see them with uh, the cupping marks and we see them with the lovely, brightly coloured fluorescent pink tape and stuff like that. And we think, fucking hell, these are top of their game. If they're doing it, then something must be working. But that's not quite true because athletes are not exempt from bullshit. And a lot of the time, athletes are just doing what their trainers are telling them to do. Yeah, of course. So yeah. if they have a trainer that's full of shit, you know, they're just going to... It's monkey see, monkey do at the end of the day. Yeah, fair one. Yeah. Well, look at what Joel Seedman gets his athletes doing. Fucking hell. Yeah. He has uh, ice, what is it? ice skaters, hockey players, NFL football yeah. players. NFL, yeah. And look at the fucking weird shit he has them doing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. We, we can't appeal to well, authority. The thing is, though, like that. If, they're, if they're winning, then, then they've bought in. Like, look how much shit he gets online. But if if the teams or the, the people that he coaches, if they're doing well in their sport, then is what yeah, he's... Yeah, you have to remember, Andy, co- correlation doesn't always equal causation. So just because he's doing something with them doesn't mean he's the reason they're doing well. It could be their actual training in sports, their actual sports training. Yeah, but most of the public see what he does, see that they're winning two and two together, you know? That's what we I mean. know yeah, that's that his coaching could yeah. do nothing for him. You could just have a machine fucking machine team that want to win, determinated, fucking do all the business. But but on the social social side of stuff, he's promoting that this square here with all his people in, that's what's getting them to where they are. Hmm. I mean, okay. what gets given the limelight, you know, we don't see the actual proper, you know, periodized training that they do. We just see the things that make the TV or make social media. Highlight you reel. Know, the high, yeah, exactly. And what's on the highlight reel? Sexy coloured tape, um, banded, chain around the neck, fucking, you know, donkey kickback deadlifts, you know. <laughs> all the boring stuff is, well, we, we don't want to show that. The highlight reel doesn't need to see any of that. What, what, what stands out most, you know, is things like the pink coloured tape and stuff like that. You know, no one gives a shit about the period. Well, the normies don't care about the period periodization, all the things that make an athlete successful, all the genetics, all the copious amount of gear they may be on. I say may, they are. It's the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves here. Mm, can't wait for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> we might get a free sample. <laughs> we could get a new sponsorship. <laughs> could you imagine if it's that that sponsors us? Hey, trend.com. They want to sponsor us. <laughs> it, like... <laughs> <laughs> Literally in a week of podcasts, we're doing video feeds where we're all fucking jacked. Yeah, <laughs> Traps it. are up to here. Uh, all right, how's it going, lads? <laughs> all just fucking like... Seba. <laughs> Move on to the next one, guys. So to make sure we don't leave any stone unturned is another claim that these tapers like to make is knee osteoarthritis. So we've got a super recent paper here from August 2020. Uh, they basically concluded that no current evidence supports the use of kinesio taping in knee osteoarthritis. Uh, and the mean to really summarise here, we've got another systematic review Um and this is to go basically summarise over everything. Um, they said, overall, kinesio taping was no better than sham taping slash placebo and active comparison groups. In all comparisons where kinesio taping was better than the active or sham control group, the effect sizes were small and probably no cl- clinically significant or the trials were low quality. So basically, 
what Tom was wearing at the start, that could be described as sham taping, um, <laughs> wearing parcel tape. So they've compared that to numerous things and they found that it's, you know, it, it, it's not great. It's not looking good for Kinesio tape on paper. Do you think that's why old people are sort of, they always have bent knees and like sort of backs in shit state because they've just been taped so much. That's what's holding them together. <laughs> you know? They've been taped so much. Yeah, just you know, it's like I can I can get rid of your arthritis in your knees if I just tape it so much that you can't bend them. You know, yeah, and you can't move. Just <laughs> stuck in a position. Yeah. Do you feel any well, pain? Yeah. No. There you well, go. that's the thing with that, Andy. To be honest, it's not a nice thing, is it? Uh, knee knee arthritis. So by them doing something, they're going to be so desiring it to to work. So I think that's where the pain will come in. But obviously, when they compare it to shams and. Um, don't I've got a story to tell I've got a story to tell you offline and then it may go back online but I'll tell you about a story what happened to me but not now right this is where it gets interesting guys because I mentioned earlier when Tom said about suing and he was panicking thinking he was going to get sued and all this sort of stuff so we've got some interesting stuff here so I've got there were some lawsuits against the actual makers of Kinesio tape so Kinesio tape uh health they basically claim that the tape can be used for hundreds of common injuries and provides 24-hour pain relief per application for days at a time through sweat, through strain, through humidity. So they made all these massive claims, right? Um, and then what happened was the makers of Kinesia Tape had to agree to pay $1.75 million um, to resolve allegations that its kinesiology tape was falsely advertised as being able to prevent injuries and provide pain relief. So they actually lost in court to say that it can help injuries and provide pain relief. So they're basically wow. bullshitting. They had to take yeah, that away. So who did they pay? Now, yes, yeah, so and now the actual tape packaging has to include large, bold disclaimers to inform consumers that the athletic tape is not clinically proven for all injuries. Oh, wow. I don't think it's proven for any injuries, but they're trying to push the boat as far as they can there, aren't they, legally? I bet that's in the most smallest print possible as well. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it says here it has to include it in large, bold uh, disclaimer. They actually had to put it as like quite a big thing. But it doesn't end there, guys. We've got more. So... The one Tom kept referring to, rock tape. They've also they've also been uh, got involved with the lawsuit. So oh fucking hell! <laughs> their about page, they you know the about page on a website. So they put big claims out, um, but the way they did it, they framed it as a personal view. So it was like anecdotal. So they they were they, even though it wasn't as made up, they tried to make it look anecdotal. But it's now been removed entirely after rock tape after kinesio tape got done. So they reckon it got taken down because they were scared of legal action. Yeah, um, we're next. But rock tape is now, they're now also being sued. Um, and they also have very fine print, not clinically proven for all injuries. They've got the exact same thing as the other ones now on their on their packaging. Hmm. Um, once again, I don't think it's proven for any injuries, but I think they're just trying to push the boat as, as far as they go. But the fact that both of them got done for the same thing, basically... Just kind of shows that the science is so strong in one way. They're saying that it's not that useful. Is that they're actually getting done for labelling that as such? I mean, all evidence I've seen is just shat all over kinesio tape in general. But the fact they've been sued for it is fucking. I mean, look at the other products we spoke about. None of them have actually gone to that level where they've had their, they've had to change their labelling. Where these guys have basically been said, "Look, you got to fucking stop saying that because it's not true." Yeah. Saying that it's been out been out a long while compared to some of the other things in it. But as I said, it's only been popular since 2012, hasn't it? Since 2012. Yeah. I think it's defence though. It is. It's 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 completely safe to use, isn't it? It's just fucking yeah, tape. Of course it is. And then it's cheap. It's cheap as chips. It's not like you've got to spend a small fortune on buying a fucking super duper Theragun, <laughs> as we but spoke about are, in the previous podcast. You are basically <laughs> At least buying uh, a. My, mine only costs thirty two pound or something like that. So I'm happy. 
Yeah, I've, yeah, there you I've, go. You're I've spent more on fish and chips, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I could believe that as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but knowing your food routine. Um, yeah. I think I want uh, to be fair, what I said last week, I think I just want to reiterate, is I think we need to stop spending money on these little small things, which are basically doing nothing more than placebo and actually spend time on the things that matter. Like I've said before, sleep, nutrition, a proper periodized training program. Yeah, um, train primal. Yeah, well, that's funny you mentioned, Andy, which you, which you can get at trainprimal.co slash sign up right now. You fucking know you Link can. will be in the show notes. Um, and that is proper periodization. But we're taking a piss up. I'm being serious. So if you, I mean, that is one way of stopping you to need to recover so much is having a good periodized training program yeah. and actually working with a team. Yeah. Doing things alone. I mean, whenever you're in a team, let's be honest, you're always going to yield better results. Well, whenever this you is do where... things alone, there's more chance of failure, isn't there? Well, this is, this is where I think a lot of people fall foul is because there's so much like on YouTube and stuff like that, a lot of people mix and match. Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, that's where a lot of problems can come to because one minute they'll be going, we're doing deadlifts at 150 and we're going 400 for a set. Then it's like, right, we're going to do like fucking more deadlifts than this. And oh wait, GHDs, we're doing a thousand of them because this CrossFitter does it. And it's so to the extremes because no, no one puts normal general building workouts on the internet today it's all about how fucking how i'll be honest you now like completely honest like i mean the stuff i put out of my content it's just like i put like workout stuff out there just like a nice it's a bit of just to get people motivated to maybe go and exercise but i'm probably part of the problem in some respects because people might look at i've seen people message me saying oh i'm going to try this workout it looks really good but then i've done that workout four weeks into a training block yeah. So now in my head, I'm thinking, okay, mate, yeah, have fun, good luck. But I built know that. I've built that. I've, I've built up to this. I've built yeah. up to this this thing, and then they're now going to go away and do this workout, which is kind of what you just said, Andy, about people seeing stuff online and they're not. They're just going from workout to workout, wad to wad. They're just going to different accounts, picking workouts, and that's why I think you need people need to ask for help. Yeah, 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 people ask for help for other stuff. When your car breaks down, you ask for help. You know, yeah. When you yeah. want to become, you don't just you know, turn around and go, "Right, I'm going to roll it on three wheels." Hope I go. When you want to learn, when you want to learn a different language, you ask for help. When you want to learn to do something else, you ask for help. But then, when you, you want to get fit and healthy, why do people go rogue and think they yeah. could do it themselves? I disagree. You help. I disagree with the car analogy, and I disagree with the language analogy. I would rather right. just win it and hope for the best. Yeah, but that's what you're we're like saying. the most. We, we, you're we, the we, most evidence-based person I know. Tom, stop chatting shit. Stop lying. I I wouldn't ask no one for help with my car. I would be a man and I'd do it myself, even if it means getting hurt doing it or making the problem very much worse. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And this I ignore this it is until it falls apart. <laughs> and in regards to language, my thoughts and my stance is exactly the same. There's I'll only one just... language and it's English. Exactly. <laughs> and if you're, if you're not speaking, Bill, you, need you to haven't edit been colonised yet. Mate. You've definitely got to edit that last bit out of fucking No, hell. absolutely not. I, we've got, we've got some, um, we've got some uh, overseas listeners, so I want the you to send in your messages back. of disgust. Uh, oh, my God, he's made it worse. He's made it worse. <laughs> oh, my God. But... Um, I tell you what, go back to K tape. Look at some of these studies. I mean, one of the really interesting oh, nice one. There, mate. Nice it does a, I know, a quick deflect here. <laughs> is uh, just looking at how they even did a study to see if different coloured tape made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I bet it did, a, didn't it? I bet it had some sort of placebo effect. <laughs> the influence of kinesiology tape colour on performance and, I don't know what that word is, corticomotor activity in healthy adults. Uh, so yeah, they tried out all different coloured tape and uh, surprisingly, they found that uh, conclusion. 
This study found that kinesiology tape does not alter lower limb performance or muscle function in healthy adults, irrespective of the colour of the tape applied. Well, I'm glad we now know that, you know. Maybe All like of the, the colours are bullshit. The red tape applies more heat. The blue tape is colder, you know. <laughs> what the f- what was I fucking expecting to get out of that? Like, as if the no, no, colour no. makes any difference at all. <laughs> oh, you've got to laugh. As we said, mate, it's marketing, isn't it? Yeah. That is a very well-marketed product. Tom I, feel like that last, Tom, I feel like that last study just brought up for the sake that you wanted to deflect from the fact that you were being very um, elitist and very... Colonial? Col- col- yeah, that's one way to colonial, yeah. Um... <laughs> Bill's like, I'm gonna have so much editing to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this bit now. I've just edited a big chunk out, and you're never, never gonna know what was said. Bit of intrigue there. People, like, oh, 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 oh. People be like, what the fuck do they say? Well, all I'll say is that Tom went full Empire Strikes Back. Rule Britannia. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. Cut everything out and it'd just be Rule Britannia. You'll have, That's you'll it. Have to, when our Patreon gets going, you can buy the uncut version. Wow. No. You, you, no. You definitely can't have right. that on there. I'm going before we... Um, we, we we go to we go we go too far. <laughs> this has been an extremely offensive episode. <laughs> I'm so glad you're going to do a lot of cutting there, Bill, because um, I feel like there would be a lawsuit. Yeah, and just in case you have cut out a certain part of what we talked about in the podcast, I just want you to know that the the person I was talking about before is alive now, but he just he just he doesn't live well. What are you talking about now? <laughs> That's the whole idea. What? Is that people are supposed to think that I did something terrible to someone, and uh, you know they won't understand? You've killed the joke, Bill. You've killed oh, the joke. Fuck's sake. Never mind. Only Never one mind. thing right, can solve this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Monty Python. It, it's just been one of them episodes that's just not been very productive. Cohesive. It hasn't, has it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, if um, I tell, does it? Does it make things better if I say Rule Britannia wearing the hat? Uh, no. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> Can I could I just say that um, we are looking for sponsorship. So Rock Tape, if if you're uh, if you're free, give us a call and uh, let's do some talking. What? <laughs> In what world would Rock Tape listen to this and think these guys will be fantastic? To represent our product. Keep this bit in because I want to tag it in them. <laughs> All we're going to end up doing with their rock tape, Andy. Look what, look what Tom's doing. <laughs> look what Tom's doing with his, his tape. That's all we're going to do with it. Oh, <laughs> We are very credible people. <laughs> this is out of control. I need to end this now. This, this is stopping right now. Wow, this, right. Is, this is weird. <laughs> Gents, goodbye. Pleasure as always. I'll speak to you again next week. As always, thanks for listening. So for the sake of not spreading misinformation, I want to quickly clarify our jokes about vanilla extract. So if you've searched up by now, you've probably been bombarded with information about it coming from a beaver's anus. However, the truth is most extract we do consume is from the vanilla bean, like you probably thought before we mentioned it. Now, you can get a compound which tastes like vanilla from a beaver, but this is from the castor sacs and not the actual beaver arsehole. 
this is very expensive though and it's rarely used so for context the beaver stuff annual industry consumption is around 140 kilos whereas the natural uh, vanillin consumption is around 1.18 million kilos so yeah massive difference there that's been made uh, been blown out of proportion all over the internet still it has made for some funny memes online though to close out this week, I just want to highlight something we said at the end there about Train Primal and how having quality periodized training can stop you needing to recover as much as if you were to just go rogue. Well, I'm really, really happy to announce that we've got super limited availability on one-to-one coaching with a member of our Primal team. So that means you get to work with us on a very personal level as our team expertly guides you through your health and fitness journey. Now, this is a true one-to-one, so it's going to cost a lot more than our community-based program, but we want you to have that option and how much you want to invest in your health, fitness, and wellness. So if this is something that sounds interesting, all the links will be in the show notes down below. So get in touch and we can have a discussion, see how we best can help you. So we will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.